Hello, welcome. This is Janice Alpert. Um, welcome to On Purpose, a podcast where we talk to people about how they found their purpose and in hopes to help motivate you, find yours, or if you're on it, to stay on it, even if it's challenging. And today we have another wonderful, inspiring gal, Brandy Eilert. Hi, Brandy. Hi, Janice. Thank you uh, for having me. Oh, thank you so much for being here. Um, so as most of my listeners know, I don't really know too much about the person. Noah kind of does a little research. So why don't you start by telling, like, where did you grow up and a little bit about your family? Sure. So I I currently live in West Virginia, but did not oh. grow up here. Um, okay. So I was born in Oklahoma, grew up in Kansas from five on. Okay. So kind of Midwest is where I grew up, but my adult life has all been in West Virginia. So yeah. uh, Okay. So, and what was your growing up like? Do you have siblings? Like, what was your growing up like? Sure. So, yes, I have one sibling, one mm -hmm. or a younger sibling. He's three years younger than me, mm -hmm. um, a brother. So, in my my childhood was pretty complicated, which I okay. think probably is how I end up <laughs> doing what I'm doing today. Okay. Um, my I was born into a very complicated situation. Basically. Okay. So my my mother was 17 when she had me. Oh, my wow. dad was 20. Okay. He had lived on his own since he was 15, both from very complicated families, which this is in no way an indictment on my family, but just kind of the truth of the situation. <laughs> we're, here, we're here to tell the truth because here's, a, first of all, I feel we all have complicated families in different various uh, degrees. Yeah. So um, and sometimes the more complicated the family or the more challenging, often that's the best teachers in our life. So it's we know I don't hopefully there's no judging. Well, there's no judging for me and hopefully <laughs> for no one that's listening where we just I just appreciate anyone that's being open and vulnerable and telling us sure. their story. All right. So, yeah, young parents. What I assume, yes. I'm, I'm making an assumption, an unplanned pregnancy. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Very, <laughs> very. Um, so I, you know, they, they did get married. Um, oh, the, re okay. the relationship from there, from what I remember was, it was complicated. I mean, mm -hmm. they were two very young people with very complicated home lives that they came from. Um, my father dealt with some mental health issues again, and he, he had been on his own since he was 15, mm -hmm. meaning there was not a whole lot of love that he felt from his, his family. So he tried to kind of remedy that with drugs and alcohol. So there was a lot of back and forth. Um, Addiction. My parents. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the crazy thing is, is I don't remember that about him. He was a very good father, oh, okay. um, but he ended up taking his own life when I was 11. Oh my goodness. So, oh, wow. Right. So I think, Pretty you know, dramatic. everything, the way that I operate in my life, I think stems from from that incident, from that trauma. So, but it wasn't something that I processed fully, probably until I was into my adulthood. And I probably, I, I probably grieved that loss multiple times. And probably, I would say, and I probably will continue to, because when you have that kind of trauma in your life, it's, 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 it's the gift, unfortunately, that keeps on giving because as we grow and develop, no matter how old we are, we change, we grow, we evolve. So things that have affected us, that, also our perspective and how it how it impacts us also does right so that's pretty traumatic yeah absolutely absolutely and i also just want to say one other thing that right. you know someone can have a mental health issue or have an addiction and it doesn't mean that they also aren't loving and wonderful you know human beings are complicated and we can Correct. do two three 
things at the same time and feel two, three, four, five, many things at the same time. And one does not exclude the other. So a hundred percent. And I and it's 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 very I think that was probably the saddest part for me is sure. that he could have had, you know, such a fulfilling life had this been something he could get through and get past. Um, but I think that that incident shaped you know, everything else that happened in my life after. I'm sure. And I, I want to know. And so when that happened, so you at that time you were just living with your mom then or were they living yes, together? So they were they were separated um, at the time. And it was on, it was it was on Father's Day. We found out on Father's oh, Day. It was my. awful. It was a yay, yay, Brandy. This is a horrible story. I know. So I know. Oh, my God. I know. So it, it, and I think it was. I had the kind of tendencies and personality at the time where it was, I, I, I always kind of just pushed through. I pushed through things. I didn't really, I didn't, I don't know if I had the tools at the time really to kind of process what was happening. I, again, I was 11 years old. I was going to say, who does? Thing. My granddaughter is 11. I, I mean, who yeah. does? I mean, you know what I'm saying that's pretty young. Right, right. So, um, and then there was a relationship um after so my my mother got remarried and was never super close um is your brother from your dad yes yeah okay. yep so they yeah, got another so we child. were yes we were we were 3 years apart almost exactly yeah. um so and we're very close uh he looks identical to my dad which is which is kind of heartwarming a little bit yeah <laughs> you know yeah I get a little freaky but nice yeah yes yeah i get I still see him and my brother mm-hmm. um and my mother and I are very close. And I think we've kind of gone through this process together, sure. kind of this grieving process together, because, again, this was something that happened to her. And she had her own traumas from her own childhood, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of shaped some behaviors and choices that that she made in her life. Um, did she have any, if I may ask, did she or you have any relationship with her parents, your grandparents on that side? or For a time. Yeah. For a time. Yeah. Yeah, but not not that not. It sounds like would not doesn't that didn't lend a lot of extra support in your world. The grandparents, your grandparents. No, I mean, for for a good period of time, yes. Okay. Um. So my grandfather, he died. Gosh, it was around the same time my dad did. So he oh, wasn't okay. he wasn't in the picture. So it, it it was strangely enough, my mother's mother, who they had the most complicated relationship. Oh, so okay. they kind of worked through their their things. I don't have. I don't have anything to really say about okay. um, about my grandmother. I I have a different relationship with her than my mom did. Sure. Um, but there is kind of those complicated parental mm-hmm. relationships mm-hmm. in my background right. um, yeah. that I think, you know, has really shaped how I choose to parent my own children, how I mm-hmm. choose to have relationships with my own family, mm-hmm. my spouse, yeah. all of that. <laughs> of course. Of course. How, old are your, how old are your kids, if I may ask? Um. 15, mm-hmm. 13, and 6. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. High so, school, middle school, and kindergarten. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're a busy, busy gal then. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So a- after all this happened, so at that point you are in Kansas. Yes. And yeah. is that where you went to like junior high, high school? Yes. I went all the way through school. I The university that I went to was also in Kansas. That's where I met my husband. Um, and it was after that that we moved out here for his job and we've been here ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was here and kind of, I think getting distance from where I came from that I was able to kind of really evaluate my life 
evaluate choices that I was going to make moving forward. Um, and I ended up getting really sick um, in 2016, which, again, I think my story really starts kind of in the middle. Okay. And, and, and then I kind of had to go backwards to to figure out you know, some things, if that makes sense. So when I got sick is when um, I completely overhauled my life. And I had to kind of reevaluate some patterns that I may have created back with this big first trauma that I didn't really process at the time. So um, always a lesson. You can try to push it away, but it'll come get you. It'll come get you yeah. no matter what. Yeah. Uh, if I may ask before you sure. go into what happened in 2016 a little bit more. Did you um, like even in college, did you did you already know what you wanted to major in or did you just happen to pick something that? No, <laughs> I had no idea what I was going to okay. do with my life. I knew. And I think in retrospect, um, I just I knew that I wanted to kind of carve my own path outside of both sides of my family, if that makes sense. Sure, of course. Again, loved my family dearly, but I, I felt like I needed distance to be able to come back in a healthy way and mm -hmm. and be and part of it. Can love our family, but still need some boundaries. So that's healthy and that's fine. OK, yeah. So what was your major then? What did you so I graduated with a uh, journalism degree, so public relations is what okay. I So I, I the way that I always process when that. I was that, younger. Yeah, I can see that. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, I used to write a lot. Mm. Um, and then um, photography was something, a, a hobby of mine, and writing was a hobby of mine. So when I moved out here, I was a photographer for 13 years. Oh. Um, yeah, family photographer. So... And again, kind of writing on the side and the podcast came later and then the wellness work came later. Mm -hmm. Again, after kind of going through you know, my own process, it was kind of a calling of, mm -hmm. all right, I think this is where I need to be going. This is where I'm going to hone my skills. This is where I'm going to kind of. So when you were doing when you decided to become a photographer, so yeah. so you, you never really did like get a job in journalism or PR or any of that kind of stuff. No. So my husband is a college basketball coach. Okay. It's not a very stable career. <laughs> um, so nobody wanted to hire me when we moved out here because it was kind of like, oh, you're probably going to be here a year or two, maybe. Oh, we've, been, we've, we've been here for 16 years. So, <laughs> so more, stable, more stable than people thought, huh? Well, it, it's rare. It's very yeah. rare. So um, it was kind of one of those things where I needed to create something for myself because nothing was working out. And it ended up being a, a complete blessing because, you know, I was able to raise my children on a flexible schedule and yes. do something that I loved and connect with people. So I watched these families grow up for for years. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was you feel inside like I mean, so on the inside, that's you felt like I do love photography so that you were doing something that kind of touched your soul. So when I was. When I was in college, um, I had an internship at an art museum and I would do I was part of their newsletter. So I would write for their newsletter and then I would also photograph for the newsletter, too. So it was something I was doing anyway. It was just never anything I thought to create a career out of. But it came out of necessity. OK, so, so it wasn't like you were thinking this is something, you know, what am I going to you know, you were asking, like, what am I going to do with my life? I don't know. And then all of a sudden you went, aha. So this just sort of <laughs> fell into, you fell into the photography, which you happen to love. So that was like yeah. a good thing. And then you could actually make some money and you enjoyed yeah. interacting and connecting with your people, you know, all the people. Yeah, you met. yeah absolutely. And I only just, quote unquote, retired uh, last year. 
Oh, so, so you're doing it all this it, time. Yeah. So for 13 years ish, um, it was something along those lines. Um, that's that's what I did. But again, there was, you know, a portion of that that I was also it overlapped with the work that I do now. Um, so. Right. So which is also kind of 16. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing happened. So if you know what exactly or my husband and I had decided to have a third child, it took me it took me about five years to convince him to have a third one. <laughs> um, so we were pregnant with our third child and we had gone in. For an exam, everything looked great. Um, I came home and it was a couple of weeks later. I, I, I got really sick. I can't even explain. It was kind of like a, a switch was flipped for me. Oh, wow. um, all of a sudden, I felt like I had this like brick on my chest. I couldn't catch my breath. I almost passed out. I just some weird things were happening. Okay. So I, I got checked out. Nothing could be determined. Mm-hmm. Um, still felt really off. And then a few days later, I went in for another ultrasound exam and we, the baby was gone within just a short amount of time. So it was around 13 weeks, I think, which was devastating. And I think, I I think one of the things I remember very vividly thinking, you know, as a kid, you think one bad thing, one bad thing can happen to you, (laughs) right? right? Like everybody has one bad thing that happens to them. And I felt like I had already gone through my bad thing. I had my bad thing, so I'm good to go. So this was not something I was emotionally prepared for, and it completely destroyed me. But my my physical health was what kind of tanked after that. There was a lot of mystery things going on, joint pain, hair shedding, heart palpitations, panic attacks, like all kinds of crazy stuff. And and, uh, and pre- before this, you were basically a healthy person, and yeah, yeah. I had no health issues at all, okay. <laughs> none, okay. not at all. Okay. Um, so it took about eight months, um, of finding somebody to actually listen to me because there was there was a lot of anger during that process when everybody wanted to brush it aside as depression, mm-hmm. right? Or generalized anxiety to describe right. when I knew that that was not the case. So there was something very physical happening to me. Mm-hmm. So listen um, to that, l- listeners. Always trust your gut. And if you don't have the right answer with the first person, you just keep looking. If you know inside something is a muck, trust that. Yes, Go ahead. absolutely. Yes. Right. So um, I finally found some practitioners to listen to me. We did appropriate testing. I was dealing with an autoimmune condition. So I would I have swear to God, <laughs> only because I have a couple people. I think I wonder if she had Hashimoto or yes. I mean, some some autoimmune something. Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly what it was. It ended up being which was crazy because my thyroid was completely right in range. Everything was good. I would just have these antibodies and I was I was reacting to this kind of like inflammation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, that's where the whole that's where the whole process for me started. So kind of in the middle of my <laughs> in the middle of my story. So I had to figure out how to manage my physical health, and I also had to figure out how to to manage kind of my stress. And for sure, you know that took me down this this journey of going backwards. Mm-hmm. Right. I had to figure out where the stress was coming from because I didn't in general live a stressful life. Right. Um, there was nothing about it that was super stressful. I'm right. In a loving relationship. You know, I have my kids are healthy, great. Everyone's healthy kids. Everyone's yeah, doing what they're supposed to. We're stable. All of that. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, going backwards, what I had realized kind of through this this process is that I had created from that trauma mm-hmm. some perfectionist tendencies. Mm-hmm. I put a lot of pressure on myself without even realizing it. Yeah, right. Well, so not uncommon think, because when right. we don't have control, when something that right. tragic happens, we have to figure out how. Yeah. In our little 11, 12 year old brain, like, all right, I, I'm i going to count on myself and I'm going to make sure everything is a OK at all times. Yes. Yeah. And that's kind of how I was managing my life. And it was creating this massive amount of stress on me. Mm-hmm. Massive amount of stress. I didn't I didn't even realize it. It didn't register with me mm-hmm. until it did. Mm-hmm. You know, and then. Well, right. yeah. Right. Yeah. So what I found is kind of marrying working on my physical health, doing cleaning up a lot of things and my emotional health mm-hmm. and opened up a whole new life. Right. I, I, I saw things differently. I operated differently. I moved differently. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I interacted with people was probably different um, because I so, feel like I, I hid a lot of myself from people because I, I didn't ever want to be seen. I still I still have a trouble with that. But <laughs> oh, you're. Are you kidding me? You are doing so great right now. You're like totally being open. All right. So when you say you had a look at yourself, so I'm guessing that involves some kind of therapy. So I tried. I tried talk therapy. It didn't work that well for me. Oh, it didn't work that well for me. Um, So how did you? I don't know why. I can't pinpoint. I Mm -hmm. can't pinpoint why. But really, my my process was finding particular practitioners um, to work with. So I found uh, a practitioner that I could do yoga nidra with. So mm-hmm. a form of meditation. And what I found through that process was several times I had come out of this yoga nidra meditation, just completely bawling my eyes out. Mm-hmm. I don't remember why, right? There was nothing particular going on. There was nothing on my mind in particular, but it was the only way that I could really process things out to to get out. Right. <laughs> no. Well, no, because we hold trauma. Most people hold yeah. trauma in their body. So you have to, it, it's usually not just a one shot, even for people who go right. to talk therapy. Um, and obviously I am a talk therapist, but right. I, I've worked yes. with many people with trauma and you still have to get it out of your body. It's the memories are held in, in, in our body. So there has to be a way to release that. It can, and it's not just by talk generally, not just by talk therapy. So people yeah. do need to meditate, yoga, journal, um, acupuncture, whatever. Yes. So, yeah. And certainly, you, you know, um, the kind of uh, yoga you're talking about, I've, I can't really, I'm not in terms of my back. I can't really do, I've tried yoga and, uh, I love it yeah. and I recommend it, but, yeah. um, but I know that the yeah, or whatever you, how is that the right way to say it? it it's really good. I mean, I've just yeah. heard wonderful things about it in terms of healing and releasing, releasing yes. toxic stuff that's inside our body. So you yeah. started doing that. Right, right. So um, I was working with um, functional medicine practitioners, Mm -hmm. integrative medicine practitioners, um, body healers, all of that, all of the things. Right. I needed to figure out what was working for me. There were some things that didn't, some things that did, but I was willing to try anything to feel good again, like completely mind, body, soul, all of it. Yep. All of it. Um, So through that through that process. Again, it opened my eyes to so many things that we do or don't do that mm-hmm. we need to be doing or not be doing. Uh-huh. 
to live a more whole life. And it wasn't anything I really put a whole lot of thought into before. Mm-hmm. Right. I just feel like I'm kind of floating through life without a whole lot of consideration or doing anything intentionally. And it was through living my life with intention that it it kind of opened things up for me. And so what what started when you when you started really um, because the truth of the matter is often people live, I, I call it, we're asleep. Yeah. That we're just, we just are doing life. Yes. And again, some people, you know, I feel if you're a newer soul, maybe that's what you're supposed to do your whole life. But inevitably, if you're not and you're listening to this podcast, probably you're an older soul, just saying, um, something usually happens where we, you know, I, I've shared the story that, you know, up until I had my son, who's, you know, I had him when I was 24, my deepest thought was, because I had curly hair, how do I get my hair straight? And what's at that time I was watching all my children. I know I'm dating myself. What's happening to Erica? I mean, that was my deepest thought. And I grew up in the you know, 70s and there were there were marching and and late 60s, early 70s and going to and all I cared about was TV and does my hair look cute. So it yeah. really wasn't until I had him that all of a sudden I went who to myself. Yeah. Oh, my God. Who am I? To, who are you going to be? And he is phenomenally fabulous. Just saying. Um, but who am I to raise you? Uh, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And so from that moment on to this very moment, I've been a searcher. But if you would have told me any of that in my younger years, and that wasn't a traumatic event, that was a wonderful event. But nonetheless, it was like, whoa, I've got a whole new human being now to take care of. And I don't even know what I'm doing. So, right. And you don't want to screw it up. There's this immense pressure. Not who am I? And and I remember looking at that little baby going, who are you? Who are you going to be? And how am I going to help you get there? And I don't I don't even know who I am. So how am I going to help you? <laughs> so usually there is some significant. Now, there. let me just pick up. There are some people who write from the moment they're born. They just they're searchers. But for most people, at least that I've met in my career and, and personally and professionally, there usually is some event that happens that we say, you know what, I can't be asleep anymore. I have to change things, whether it be a physical trauma um, that our bodies are all of a sudden not working how we want, an emotional one, um, a divorce. It doesn't make any difference what it is, but usually right. it's something pretty impactful. So you yeah. actually had yours at 11. Yes. A little bit too young to really process it. Yes. And then your body, it sounds like later on said, Brandy, <laughs> pay attention now. What you're doing isn't working. It isn't working. <laughs> so did you have yeah. to like change, you know, besides doing meditation, did you change yeah. your eating and yeah. and Yes, I'm I'm very diligent about my eating habits. Um, I mean, there's it's not perfect, but I try to, for the most part, eat very anti-inflammatory, which, again, naturally changed how my family eats as well. Of course, we're we're all very health conscious. Like I said, we live in we operate within the space of athletics. So, yes, our bodies are important. (laughs) Right. Well, our um, should be important because that's if we don't if our bodies aren't healthy, we're not going to be able to do whatever our purpose is. So we yes. better, you know, keep that going. Yeah. If we want, if we want to continue living. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So, um, from from the moment I got that diagnosis is when I changed it. It was something I. Wow. And when I commit again, it's that perfectionist tendency, yes. which can serve me still <laughs> if I'm not too crazy with it. But I. I committed at that moment to to change whatever I needed to change to to feel good again. And that's not easy. Right. No, it it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. So as you were doing this change, then you were also thinking, like, I think I want to do something different, like career wise. Like, how did you get? It it happened very naturally. Um, 
I I wanted to just become certified um, as a holistic wellness coach. Okay. To be surrounded by other like-minded people. Okay. That's really how it started. I was still photographing nonstop. Um, again, my husband has a very demanding career, so we were juggling juggling that, mine and his and the kids and, and all of that. And, and, and because you did say you have a six-year-old, I, I'm guessing you, you, you did end up getting... I'd end up, yes. It took a while. I was having a hard time getting and staying pregnant. But through all of the changes and the work that I was doing, we were able to get pregnant with him. And uh, he's six now, started kindergarten this year. So, oh, so cute. You know, yeah, yeah, which again, I can't, I sometimes I, I think it's my life could be a dramedy, a comedy. I don't know. He, the day he was born, his, uh, my father-in-law passed like just hours before. Oh my God. So the whole family was being called in to say goodbye at his bedside my husband can't fly home because I'm going into the hospital. Right. He, he had to kind of make this major choice. And we get this phone call as I'm in labor that he took his last breath. And then hours later, we have our baby. Oh, so it was just that was sometimes beautiful and traumatic at the, yes, same, the time. same time. And yeah. sometimes that's how life goes. Yeah. You know? So, so yes, we were able to have him and he's here and healthy. And yeah, so Good. it's great. But yeah, so. No, the, the certification process came just by me having this urge and this need to be surrounded by people who got it, okay. who understood, mm-hmm. who, you know, kind of wanted to do this, this work and um, who understood was, what? Who understood that, you know, to live a whole life, we need to do it intentionally, right? Mm-hmm. We need to look at our, our bodies um, and our health intentionally. We need to look at, you know, our tendencies and our habits. We need to live life purposefully, uh-huh. right? Because again, I see so many people, I live in a, a, a giant neighborhood and so many people who are stressed, like stressed to the max. And all you really want to say is, let me just pick apart, you know, your your day-to-day and see like, what can we do to <laughs> to, right. to help remedy this? Because nobody should be living like that. Right. Um, but, and but that's how it started. Okay. It started. But to change, and I know everyone understands this who's listening, mm-hmm. takes courage. Right. And we we most You have to want it. You have to want it. But our our I think human nature in general is we prefer the status quo. What what we know is safer than what we don't right. know. So we think. Right. But sometimes you have to jump. And if you want a better quality, both physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Status quo probably isn't necessarily going to work. Sometimes it does. Like, I don't think we have to change every minute of our life. But um, in general, if you're going to grow, like, I don't pretend that I'm done growing now just because I'm in you know, my early 70s. No, I, I don't. I, it's, it's ongoing. And what I need now for change is not the same as what I might have needed 20 years ago. Absolutely. And But you just to me, you don't close your eyes. Once you're awake, like once I ask the question, which was 48 years. Once I asked that question there to me, there was no going back. Yeah. Then the question just like, what's the meaning of life? And what am I supposed to be doing? And what's the meaning of my life? And what's my purpose? That question continues to this day. And I don't, yeah, I, I think it's a continual process because right. every phase requires different questions. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So you started, you went and got certified because you want yes. to be with like-minded people who understood. Yeah. And I wanted to be able to help people like me because mm-hmm. I remember thinking like there's, there's not very many people who are able to help me in the way that I need to be helped. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be one of those 
people okay. that I needed. Right. So that if I someone did. else has like a bunch of symptoms and the doctors are saying, yeah. take two Tylenol and see me in the morning when it, it's much more complicated than that. Right. You, you wanted to be one of those people in there. Not that, the, you know, listen, we all think medical doc, or at least I do think medical doctors have a place and we don't have to throw them under the bus. But sometimes they only have one. Th- they can be part of the team. Um, not the only part. And sometimes the, cause I've seen functional medicine people too. And I, I'm so open. I go to acupuncture and, right. you know, I, I see, I've seen an energy healer. I mean, I just feel like you don't close the door that there's, no. and I, and I also see my regular doctor. So it's not one or the yeah. other. You no. Can, and, and I think the way I like to describe it, especially, and I talk a lot about this on my own podcast is creating your team. And that's mm-hmm. not really excluding anybody, it, no. any any Anybody? role of care is not excluded in that. Some people need different um, little areas of their team that other people may not. Exactly. So I don't ever, I I don't believe in one size fits all anything. Right. Good for and you. So what, how I approach um, things with my clients is just, let me be your concierge. Let's, let's figure this out together and where maybe the best fit for you may be. Maybe mm-hmm. you need to look into this or maybe you need to look into this. Maybe it's something you and I can just work on together. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we just need to tweak some things in your everyday life. Maybe we need to tweak some things in your eating habits, whatever it may be. We explore that together. And, and, you know, I have private clients and then I'm also, I have contract work where I work strictly with autoimmune clients. Wow. So, okay. I work for, you know, a, I'm contracted through another another business, but then my private clients are all over the board. Your your complaints are probably different from this client's complaints and this mm-hmm. client's complaints and this client's complaints. So you call- everybody's everybody's quote unquote protocol is going to look different. Right. So yeah. you what's your like, are you a certified like what's your type? Yeah. So my the, my official certification is certified um, holistic wellness coach. OK. So, um, you know, I can have like a, a practitioner, a physician say, all right, this is what's going on. And this is probably the protocol you need to be on. And then they will see a coach to kind of be the support through a fairly long process. Right. right? So um, that's kind of on my uh, contracted side. Okay. Um, otherwise, what I do privately is we really, we really dive really deep. I want to take a a timeline of your life mm-hmm. from here to here. Yeah. Um, I want to you know, kind of like complaints wait, are. kind of like what I just did with you, but go ahead. Yes, in, in, a, exactly. in a short version, but go yes. ahead. Exactly. Right. And I want to know what your chief complaints are. And that way we can kind of pick apart like, all right, this is probably, you know, what's going on. Your physical health is struggling. Mm-hmm. Right. So maybe we can clean up some things here. Once you do that, you'll have the energy to really kind of focus on the emotional stuff that maybe you're dealing with. Okay. Um, and then that affects everything out. That affects your relationships. Yes. Um, it's kind of a trickle down effect once you start in one area. It doesn't have to be so overwhelming. So right. do most okay. people come to you in terms of, let's just say, private clients because they, they have a physical complaint versus emotional stress? Or it, it could be. It tends to be both. Okay. It tends. It, it's typically like chronic fatigue, yeah. um, stress and anxiety mm-hmm. that then trickles down into some physical symptoms. Mm-hmm. It, it's all connected typically. So I I find that it's both. Okay. I find that it's both. Okay. And so um, as you've been doing, and so- I only work with women. Okay. So yeah. Okay. 
So as you've been doing this, so you've been doing this for like four or five years now or? 2020. So 2020. almost four years. Yeah, almost four years. And so do you feel like this is like the first time where you really feel like you're doing what your calling is and you lo- like what's your. It's really interesting you say that. It's the first time I really felt like I have a voice in this world. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like everybody has a story within them and that you don't really feel whole until you kind of get that story out. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started the podcast and the business at the same time. Why don't we tell the listeners about what's sure. your podcast? I think also has the word purpose. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's life period on purpose. Okay. Um, so we explore all kinds of holistic health. So I, it's an interview podcast just like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I interview practitioners or I interview um, people with just stories, stories of trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, I interviewed a Syrian doctor who had kind of, she upended her entire life based on some trauma that she was like burnout trauma. Wow. Um, from just the horrific things that she'd seen in her life. Mm-hmm. Um I did. I actually did a, a podcast interview with my husband on like youth sports, kind of the craziness in youth sports. So I, I interviewed my husband. I get it. Yeah. yeah. So he had some interesting perspectives on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, being a college coach. But yeah, so we explore all kinds of different aspects of life, things that, you know, maybe we could work on to lessen any kind of turmoil <laughs> that we create ourselves. Right. But it sounds like and you look like that you feel, you know, pretty passionate about it and like you're on you're on the right road. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean. Again, I think I can I can go back and say I felt like I was floating through life before. Mm-hmm. You know, I was very fulfilled. I was very fulfilled in the life that I had created up to that point of mm-hmm. getting sick, but it was elevated after. OK. In the best way possible. And I, right. I it's it's the strangest thing. <laughs> but it doesn't feel like one of the best things that happened to me. I'm so happy. It's why and you can see that. I mean, yeah, I can feel your energy. Hopefully they can, too. So you don't feel like you're floating right now as as much. No. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. No, no, not at all. Not even remotely. Wonderful. I think, you know, I turned 41 just a couple of weeks ago. Um, thank you. My. My 30s were a lot of exploration mm-hmm. and then 40 and 41 have been very content very very content oh is it yeah then that's what i <laughs> wish for everybody that we have contentment we have inner peace we know what we're doing and we feel like we're helping because you're also i always feel that one of the ways we know we're on our path and we're on purpose is not only do we feel it but we're also probably giving back something to others right. um and certainly the way the world is we need as much inner peace and love as we possibly can um to help heal what's what's going on so um oh that's an so thank you spreading your story thank you so much so if people want to get in touch with you is there like do you have a website or what sure. so um lifeonpurposebrandy.org that's b-r-a-n-d-i okay um, is my website and then instagram is at brandy Eilert. okay so um, and then Facebook, it's life thought on purpose slash Brandy. Okay, great. But I'm, and I will say I'm not super, super active on social media. I have a love hate relationship with it, but I, I'm always responsive. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you on that too. So if you had anything, I always end with a little quote, uh, which I'll read in a moment. But if you have like one or two things that you'd want to say to somebody who's struggling, whether it be physically or emotionally, and they're, and they just, feel they, you know, they 
they can't make that change or like any wise words of wisdom for Miss Brandy? Sure. I feel like, again, going back to, you know, bad things happen, right? And we have this tendency to kind of feel like we're crushed by it. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes I think, you know, adversity reveals the truth about yourself. So if you can pick out the truth, the, the, your tendencies or whatever it is, if you can shine a light on that, then you can start, start there, start working there. For me, it was the, it was, it was the perfectionist tendencies. That was kind of the light that was shown on, you know, the traumas that happened to me. Um, and it was in shining the light there that I was able to kind of start the process. So if you're not afraid of it and you can actually shine a light on the scary things, then I think it's a lot easier moving forward. Oh, I love that. And that is so true because bad things do happen. And I don't think that has to necessarily define us, but it does impact us. So it's what we what we do with that. And it's scary. So it's no one's saying that it's not. But if you're if you're being willing to be courageous and and get help, like I think support is really, really important then you'd be surprised of what's uh, what's in store in a good way. All right. Yeah. So usually I have, oops, usually I have um, something to do with purpose, but I read this and I just felt like this was going to be good. So I think it is. Okay. So here we, so this is what I, I'll leave you all with. Um, this is by Blake Mikoski. I don't even know who that is, but I just found it online, um, which is what I do before the podcast is I just start searching and then whatever hits me, I go, I think this will be good for that day. Um, so I just did this yesterday. Um, I believe each of us has a mission in life and that one cannot truly be living their most fulfilled life until they recognize this mission and dedicate, even if it's hard, their life to pursuing it. So I think that's like a good one for today. Um, anyways. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here, Brandy. I appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Thank you. So nice chatting with you. You're like a delight. Um, And on that note, um, this is Janice Alpert, uh, hoping that you're living your life with purpose and maybe even on purpose. Um, Until next time, uh, bye-bye. 